Welcome to the We Infuse podcast, episode number four. Welcome to the We Infuse podcast. My name is Dylan McCabe, and each week we give you a behind-the-scenes look at the infusion industry, and we really just want to provide tips, tools, and a roadmap for all of you involved in the infusion space so that you can have a thriving, successful practice. And today, we have a special guest, John Long with Altus Infusion. So, John, thanks for being on the show, man. Thank you. We also have our famous co-host, Mr. Reese Norris, with us today. Hey, good morning, Dylan. So the whole goal of today's podcast, as always, is to equip you guys. And since we have John here with Altus Infusion, he's going to be able to share about Altus, things that are the latest and greatest um, insights from Altus, what Alt- the value that Altus can bring to provider offices that's unique from uh, other situations that are available or other opportunities that are available out there for those of you looking for help to run your infusion practice. So let's just dive right into that. Um, John, before we jump into all that, uh, I know I've seen you at several trade shows. I know you're the VP of clinical operations with Altus Infusion, but just kind of share for our listeners a little bit of the background of your business journey up to this point and, and what got you into the infusion space. Sure. So I've been a nurse for about 28 years. Um, I started off uh, not really in healthcare, actually. I was a financial planner, uh, broker back in the um, late 80s, early 90s. Um, kind of moved away from that, uh, made an opportunity, had an opportunity to go back to nursing school, um, get, get my degree in nursing. And uh, I was a flight nurse with AirLife back in the early 90s, kind of moved more uh, away from nursing in the mid-90s, uh, uh, moved into the... Um, managed care arena to kind of start working with providers to help kind of rebuild their practices, turn them into financially viable entities. Uh, from there, I kind of moved on to become the um, VP of contracting for Humana for a few years, and then uh, decided I got tired of working for large corporations, created my own companies. So I've owned and operated uh, six or seven of my own companies from billing companies, practice management, uh, consulting, um, management service organizations, uh, healthcare, just general healthcare uh, um, practices. Uh, and what I used to do before I actually joined Altis was I had an MSO that would go in and identify failing or distressed medical facilities from physicians who are either in bankruptcy or on the verge of bankruptcy. Their trustees would come to me, uh, make me an offer to buy out the assets, let the physician work for me, and put them on a salary. After a five-year vesting period, we would allow the physician to buy back up to 6% ownership in that LP so they can be their own boss again, but our management company would ensure that they would not go back into the same rut they were in uh, when they first got to us. Uh, I sold that company in 2007 and retired up until I met these guys at Altus <laughs> in 2012 and then uh, bought into Altus, and it's been a great ride ever since. So I, I've been in the infusion arena now since probably even before that. I was consulting for some other rheumatologists, uh, but for about 11 years now. Awesome. So it's been quite a ride just to see the progression of, of different biologics of the arsenal physicians uh, used to have to treat uh, rheumatoid arthritis to what they have now. It's just try to, quite a, a drastic uh, increase in, in the use of drugs and biologic agents. Yeah, so when you started, it was probably just Remicade? Is Remicade that- was just coming to market. Okay. Of course, you know, there was gold, there was methotrexate, uh, steroids were the, mm-hmm. the highest utilizers for most physicians in order to treat rheumatoid arthritis. And today we have Actemra, uh, Arencia, you have Rituximab, um, gosh, you've got a bunch of oral DMARG as well, but it there's, it runs a gamut, you know, Simsia and, and yeah, lots changed in just a few years. It's yeah. Awesome. It's crazy. 
Yeah, and what I when I hear that, what I hear that's really unique about you is you've got the clinical training as a nurse, but then you also have a lot of skills in the area of business and finance and yes, sir. entrepreneurship. <laughs> and that's like we talked about in our latest podcast episode with Brian Nyquist, the infusion practice is so unique because you got a situation where obviously you have the clinical side, the doctor, the patients, but it's so dependent on business acumen. Mm-hmm. You've got a multi-million dollar from a business side, maybe a multi-million dollar practice that's usually run by people that have not had a lot of training in business skills and business strategy, business best practices. So that's just really, really neat. What I hear about your background is you've got the both of those coming out. So um, out, out of all that, everything that you've been through and learned and your your uh, experience in business and the clinical side, what, what would you say today is your main area of expertise? So I, I focus on a lot of different things. I, I look at, of course, the use of biologic agents, ensuring that all of our providers are utilizing the step edits to make sure that, that the claims are adjudicated the first time every time. So that's one of our primary focuses. I also build the, the clinical processes. So any drug that we use, we're ensuring that we're following the FDA label, make sure that the documentation is supportive. We also look at how physicians are documenting or how they're using biologic agents in their practice. Because sometimes they forget that in these step edits, they should be using the NSAIDs, uh, of course, then moving on to the DMARDs and the TNFs and then the biolog- biologic agents. That's where a lot of physicians kind of go wrong. You have a lot of physicians who think, okay, I, I want to put this patient right onto a biologic agent and wondering why those claims don't get adjudicated is because they're not failing the step edits as, as most of these payers are mandating. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's where they kind of, again, that's as right. you talked about, these these office managers, sometimes their spouses, you know, they don't really know how the infusion business works. So until they get those claims denied and they get stuck with hundreds of thousands of dollars in denials, then they're like, okay, what did I do wrong? How, why am I getting these claims denied? You know, who can help me? So it's awesome. Yeah, and we, we 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 see we see that, see that that too. You just you know in our experience as a you know as a software company, you know always trying to put in best practices and processes to make sure claims actually get paid. As you just mentioned, it could be hundreds of thousands of dollars just in a few claims. You know, what ten ten right tucks and, and you're well yeah. over hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, and we to your point, I mean, when we ask physicians if they're if they're not infusing, when we ask them why not, first their first response is too much risk. Yeah. I mean, I, I could, you know, one Lemtrada claim, one Lemtrada patient, you know, it's over a hundred grand. It's just, just $21,000. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's just Ooh. too much risk. Right. That's and so one you, patient. you can't make any mistakes and, um, that's great. So, uh, what's, what's one thing you would want our listeners to hear or to learn from your main area of expertise today? I think looking at, you know, developing a plan. If you've identified you want to put infusion services in your practice, making sure that you have the right person who can do the billing collections aspect of it, making sure that you have a utilization team or, or individual who's going to be looking at your documentation, make sure it's supportive of the services that you're providing, or at least at the very least, take a look at what the payer websites are mandating so that you know where the pitfalls are going to be. Because that's where a lot of physicians, like I said, get into trouble and they just have no idea. They said, well, we tried to put this patient on Tamara and that patient, you know, the claims never got paid. So they perceive Actemra as a bad drug because payers don't want to pay it. Not understanding that it's truly something that your staff doesn't understand in the process and they should be following. And why is that so hard? I mean, why is it, is it because there's so many different drugs out there? Is it because they each have like a different process you have to follow? And and, I mean, in your opinion, with your expertise, why, why is is that so challenging for the physician office? Well, again, it, it's all about education. It's all about knowing what drugs use what uh, specific um, 
requirements. For instance, uh, you have Symphony Aria. You know, if you look at what the FDA label has for Symphony Aria, it's only approved for, for, um, in use with, uh, methotrexate. So you have to have methotrexate in combination therapy with Symphony Aria. So if you use Symphony Aria, you know, just by itself and now no concomitant therapy, then all payers will come back and deny the claim. Hmm. Which is ridiculous because there's other drugs you can use. There's other DMARDs, sulfasalazine or Plaquenil, um, besides methotrexate. And some patients have, you know, severe hair loss, GI, uh, nausea, vomiting, diarrhea with, with methotrexate, so they refuse to use it. But it's mandated because of the FDA label and the way the clinical trials were conducted. That's the only way the payers are going to pay it. So it, how do you get around stuff like that? So you can have a patient take 2.5 milligrams of methotrexate once a week, which is significantly nothing. Uh, but, of course, when you document that, then the payers are going to see that, yes, the patient's on methotrexate and they're in symphony aria, so now it's approved. Wow, what a, what insight just right there yeah. for our listeners, he, you know? He knows a little bit about this, <laughs> yeah. just a little bit. Yeah, I mean, it's a good grief. You better have somebody that's incredibly detail-oriented managing this process. I mean, that's what I take away from that. And and you better have a process in place. And I think when you and I did a <clears> podcast <throat> where we featured, you know, the innovative infusion story, John just alluded to, you've got to have a team. And those, you know, everyone brings a different skill set in your practice, making sure that, you know, your biller is really very knowledgeable about these payer, mm-hmm. payer policies. Um, it's huge. It's huge. And payer policies sometimes change, you know, quarter over quarter, year over year, mm-hmm. sometimes month over month. <laughs> so you have to have a whole team. And we do. We have hundreds of team members at Altus that do nothing but that. They go to all these classes that are being offered. They look at websites every single month looking for updates because the payers aren't going to send you something saying, hey, by the way, those biologic agents <laughs> that you're using, don't forget we have a new payer policy that you have to follow. They don't do that. They just look to deny your claim, and you. And then when they, they you get that claim denied, they come back and say, "Okay, well, check our website. I'll tell you exactly what you failed or why, why we're not paying this claim." That's great. Yeah, because well, for the physician office, even if it's a multi provider office, how are they going to stay on top of all that? They can't. Yeah. I mean, their focus is on patients. Yeah, it's unrealistic. And so, um, so just even for listeners, I mean, it comes to my mind for people listening to this podcast who may not be familiar with Altus. Tell tell our listeners, you know, who is Altus? What's the main focus of Altus? What's the main value that Altus offers to physician offices? You know, when Mark and Clint founded Altus back in June June of 2010, um, the whole reason it was founded was because there was a physician that came to them and said, hey, look, I've got a need. Um, I've known you guys for a long time. I trust you guys. They needed to partner with somebody that they had, number one, that had a good understanding of the medical market. Number two, that they could place their trust in because, remember, these are a lot of expensive drugs, and they don't have the time to allocate for those type of services. So they created a management service organization or a management company, uh, infusion management company, that could service those needs of those physicians and put the physician first. And that's what we kind of pride ourselves is, is we are their business partners. We are not actually a vendor for you. We're your business partner. So hand in hand, we're going to look at opportunities to better your practice. So we're looking for revenue enhancement within your practice. We're looking for the opportunity for you as a physician to actually practice the art of medicine, which is what you do best. Uh, we take care of the business act, uh, aspect of it for you. So we're, we're going to go in and, and there's three major components with for you as a physician that you have to do, which is number one, provide us medically appropriate patients. Number two, you actually have to make sure that you are uh, using our EMR. And then lastly, uh, we want to make sure that you are uh, ensuring that these patients coming to us have the space that we need in order to conduct those infusions. We do everything else from A to Z. So we do all the billing collections. We do the appeals process. We do the authorizations. We do foundation assistance. We do co- uh, copay assistance for your patients. Um, 
If there's any uh, peer-to-peers, we'll set those up for you. Anything and everything that you're going to need, we're going to make sure that we take care of that. We, we make sure that our nurses are fully trained and qualified. Uh, we provide that staffing at no cost to you. We provide all the medical supplies and the acquisition of all the drugs. So essentially, there's no risk for you whatsoever. The only mm-hmm. thing you should do is, again, show up the, show up with those patients in that space, use our EMR, and the rest we, we do for you. So... Clearly, you guys take a lot of the risk away from the 100% provider. 100% of the risk away from the physician. Because you guys are actually buying the drugs. You're making sure the claims are filed appropriately. You're, you're taking care of all the the details that could be a huge risk financially, right? Absolutely. And, yeah. and, and the great thing about that is that we kind of put our money where our mouth is. Because if those claims don't get paid because we did something wrong, we take the losses on that. You don't take any losses whatsoever. We're 100% at risk for the drug. That's great. Yeah, that's great. And so... So with Altus Infusion, you guys have that expertise. You come in, you're like you said, you're 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 going to be a partner with that office. You're going to provide the business practices. You're going to really free the physician up to focus on the patients and not worry about this stuff. Like we talked about earlier, the risk that that brings a lot of anxiety. So with everything, you, clearly, you guys are in a lot of offices. Uh, you have a lot of clinical and business exp- experience up to this point. Share a story of one of the biggest challenges you guys have faced. I mean, there's successes and failures in business and in these practices. We hear stories. We talk to practices all over the U.S. Some are thriving. We've talked to a couple that are closing their doors. Uh, Tell us one story uh, where you guys faced a big challenge that Altus kind of pushed through and learned from. You know, there, there's so much um, there's so much space here in the rheumatology market. We have actually picked up clients from our competitors, picked up clients from you know very large super groups. Um, thinking of one in particular, uh, they actually came to us and said, "Hey, look, what can you guys do?" And currently, I can't buy any more drug. I was just cut off from my distributor because I owe them six hundred thousand dollars, and I don't know how I'm going to pay them back. If I don't have infusion services to pay that, I have no other way of generating revenue. But they won't sell me drug. What can y'all do? Wow. So, yep. of course, there's an opportunity there for us. Of course, since we're buying all the drug, you know, it's it's in our name, not in yours. Essentially, what we're going to be able to do, because we're, we're acquiring that drug, is we're going to be able to buy that under your, of course, under your DEA. But at the same time, we're, we're at risk for that. So the manufacturer, for the, so those distributors actually will allow us to, to acquire that drug. So what we did is we negotiated a term for this individual to pay back that money. Uh, we took all their revenue that was generated from infusion and created a payment plan to allow this physician to pay back that, that uh, revenue uh, over about 21 months. So that $600,000 is actually paid back to that distributor within 21 months and completely debt-free in less than two years. It's great. It's a great story. That is a good story. So, I love that. And I, I love the detail of that story that somebody came to you with a need and you guys provided a, a very real solution. Because what? Yeah, go ahead. No, and, and you just mentioned competitors, and you know some people view we infuse as a competitor, and and that's what that's what's great about this podcast is we can come and bring quote unquote competitors. We infuse for you know Altus, you know, and take that hat off, and right now just provide best practices and and stories and and business strategy for infusion centers, and I think that's our whole goal. Um, and man, kudos to Altus for what you guys have done in the space. You know, as Dylan mentioned, we we run into you guys everywhere, so it's great. Yep. Yeah. And so with that experience, that story you just shared, I mean, let's mine some gold from that because it's easy for that to just go, oh, wow, what a story. But I mean, what's one thing you would want our listeners? What's the biggest thing you'd want our listeners to take away from that story? Maybe it's a provider who's listening right now who's thinking, um, I want to start infusing, but that story scares me away from it. Or maybe it's somebody listening right now that's thinking, man, I need to go talk to my office manager. As soon as I finish listening to this, make sure we've got everything under. What's one big lesson you'd want them to take away from that? 
I think planning for the goal. You know, your goal is to, to, to have an additional revenue stream within your practice. How do you ensure that getting to that goal that you have all the steps necessary to be successful? Because in order to do that, you have to have the right office manager. Maybe the office manager is your wife. Maybe the office manager is a longtime friend of yours. Uh, you have a hard time trying to ask them to do specific items because they perceive in their mind that this is the way it's always been done. This is how some of their peers are doing it. Uh, you as a physician have to have some ownership in that. This is your practice. You work very hard to build this. You want to make sure that you are trusting, you're entrusting the right people to do the right jobs. And, and that, that I think for physicians is the hardest thing because you as a physician just want to treat the patient. You don't have to worry about all of the minutiae behind the scenes in order to treat the patient. This is one of those steps. Uh, identifying the right person, identifying the right process, and of course, uh, making sure that they follow through on those things. That's so good. And that goes back to something that you talked about on the podcast where I interviewed you. It really constantly comes back to the team you have in place. Mm -hmm. And is that a cohesive team? Do you have the people with the right skill sets running in the right lanes? I mean, it's crystal clear after the story you shared that you better have somebody that's incredibly detail oriented and has experience in this space. We've heard stories about practices that outsource their billing but the billing companies didn't really have expertise in infusion billing, which is so unique. And next thing you know, the, the, you know, a year into it, the practice is dealing with issues with that that are costing, you know, like you said, hundreds of thousands of dollars. So, um, let's share, let's share another story with, with what you've experienced so far with you and you have a unique lens as somebody that helps manage infusion practices. What as, as, Somebody in your position, what's one of the light bulb moments you've had as you've helped all these provider offices around the U.S.? I think for physicians, sometimes uh, what I run into, because again, I, I do physician education for most of our physicians across the country, and one of the things I identify is documentation. Uh, there's physicians who have been practicing the art of medicine for 25, 30, 40 years and are very set in their ways. You know, I think what's, what's really hard is trying to evolve with the art of medicine over the years and transition into what healthcare is becoming or has become. Um, documentation is key. You know, I, I still run with physicians who are not using EMR systems, uh, very antiquated processes and wondering why their claims don't get paid. Um, that in itself, just finding a way to, to become more adapt to situations that are happening within healthcare is going to help you as a physician grow and then be fiscally appropriate throughout the duration of, of your practice. Yeah, let, let's talk about that for a minute. We we talk, I talked to a practice a few weeks ago that, that is very high volume in infusions, and they were keeping track of their inventory and ordering for the following week in a spiral notebook. And they're doing over a 1,000 infusions a month. And I think to myself, okay, so if I'm trying to picture myself, if I'm on your team, what happens if somebody steals that spiral notebook, loses it? What happens if there's a fire, a spill, whatever it might be? What's going to happen to that next week? I mean, you just added another eight hours to your day of trying to recount, redo, you know, probably more than that. But, but yeah, we run into that as well with, and, and, and there's hesitation though, because if you have a nurse that's been charting on paper for 10 years and thinks, well, I don't want to have to deal with this tricky EMR that's going to slow me down. I'm going to make mistakes and all this stuff. But, but I love that because we all know that if you can get a process that's up to date, especially that's electronic, it really reduces the risk. Significantly. Yeah. So, and I've seen a lot of those practices. You have some, I have one in particular that just uh, came on recently, had 600 patients that are doing a month. Also, like you said, in a binder or spiral notebook, and you have, you know, 
10 Joneses, you know, so they ordered the drug for, for Miss Jones and lo and behold, they ordered the, the wrong drug for the wrong Jones, mm. administered the wrong drug because of course there's no process in place. So what happens in those scenarios where you actually administer that, that wrong drug to a patient? These, uh, these insurance companies are not going to come back and reimburse oh, that yeah. for the wrong patient. <laughs> so you've lost the drug for that wrong patient. Plus you, you know, you may not get paid on that patient that actually needs to, to have the appropriate drug. Yeah. And that's just, I mean, that's a perfect segue for, for those of you listening. If, um, if you feel like you have your process down pretty good, you got an office manager that's developed some systems, but maybe that office manager is using an Excel spreadsheet, a calendar, sticky notes, all the, all the things we, we hear frequently. Check out We Infuse. Go to weinfuse.com. Um, you download our, uh, blogs, you know, not download, but look at our blogs. We have resources available on our website. Request a demo if you want to see our software. That's what We Infuse software is really designed to do is take a practice that's already got a pretty good hold on their infusion practice, but they know that there's some possible gaps. There's some a few mistakes that are being made each year. We want to put that all in one place and streamline that process. And that, like John said, the documentation, we have an infusion nurse's note that captures the all the drugs that are used, the billing time, all that. So definitely go to weinfuse.com and, and uh, request a demo today if you have not done so before. Um, and that leads to another point with, with Altus, knowing what you know, experiencing what you've experienced with these different provider offices. Tell us about, we've talked about challenges. Tell us about something you're most excited about right now with Altus. You know, looking at what the market's doing, uh, there's so many drugs, again, that are con- continuing to come to market. You know, now you have biosimilars that are actually coming into the U.S. That's going to be a very challenging market. It's a very exciting time for physicians. Um, but again, you have to know how to how to manage those biosimilars within your practice. Um, so there's some doctors who want to develop a biosimilar strategy, which is something that we can do, uh, something actually I, I personally do with physicians one-on-one, so I'm pretty excited about that opportunity. Then I have other physicians who don't want to have to manage that biosimilar strategy at all because, of course, what you when you look at reimbursement for biosimilars, someone who came to market recently just in the past uh, year and a half started off really, really strong, but have already bottomed out. So the reimbursement actually will be underwater probably by the next quarter. So looking at those, you know, again, you you don't want to move patients from one drug to the next because it's not in, in the best interest of the patient. At the same time, you as a physician who getting into the infusion market want to know how to manage that realistically. So we have strategies for both uh, doctors who want to do biosimilars and then those those who do not, and we'll develop a plan for them as well. That's great. And, and rebates, of course, rebates are, are a big, big aspect of what's going on now. You know, when you look at when these biosimilars, excuse me, when 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 biologics came to market, there was no rebates because, of course, they were they were just coming to market. Now everyone's fighting for that opportunity for you to use their drug over another. So all manufacturers now are offering these rebates. So again, maximizing efficiencies within your practice, you know, work smarter, not harder. That's what we kind of share with our physicians all the time. There's opportunities for you making these different choices that meet your patient's needs that can fiscally be appropriate for you and and an opportunity for your for your practice. It's a it's a constantly evolving landscape yeah. is what I hear you saying. And you guys are staying on top of it. And just so there's no confusion, because sometimes people ask, we infuse uh, people that haven't taken the time to review our website and find out what we are. We are not a management company. We absolutely do not provide staff <laughs> billing services. We don't take the risk. We don't buy the drugs for you. We, uh, we don't put a business model in place for you. And so for those of you, if there's any confusion at all, we infuse is a software platform. It's, we believe the latest and greatest tool for those of you to help you manage the, the, the process, manage your practice, 
Altus Infusion clearly provides something that's completely different, which is completely managing that for you from a business perspective, providing staff, even supplies, chairs. Am I right? Everything. Everything, we basically. The infusion suite. So for those of you that are confused about, well, should I look in a Wii Infuser? Should I look in Altus? The question is, what's your situation and what is your need? And obviously, Altus offers a lot for those of you that are the, the, where Altus is the right fit. Um, so this has all been great. I mean, there's so many questions I could ask. This podcast could go on and on and on, but, but I won't do that for the sake of, of, of our listeners and uh, all of us here. But what's one last piece of advice? I mean, if there's one thing, if you had just 60 seconds with our audience, what's one parting piece of advice you would give to them today? Again, just develop your plan. Your plan is going to be completely appropriate. Make sure you have the right people in the right positions to, to make sure that you're fiscally appropriate. That's so good. And what's the best way for people to get in touch with you if they're listening and say, well, I want to talk to John? Yes. Yeah, so I can, um, my email address is uh, jlong at altishealthsystem.com. Um, I can also give my, my direct contact. My cell phone number is 210-324-2300, 210-324-2300. It's my direct line and I'm pretty much working seven days a week. So you're <laughs> welcome to call me. And what's, and what's the website address for Altus? It's altusinfusion.com. Altusinfusion.com. Yes, sir. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. Thanks for having me. And Reese, thanks for being a co-host again. Yeah, absolutely. And for those of you listening, clearly you heard a ton of value add from John at Altus. Again, for those of you that are, you maybe you want to start an infusion practice and you think, listen, I don't want the risk. I, I need help with staff. I need help with billing. I need help with supplies. Call John at Altus today and uh, learn more, at least just do an exploratory phone call and you will get a ton of value just from that initial call. So, uh, and again, that website one more time is altusinfusion.com. Altusinfusion.com. Awesome. Well, thank you for joining us today in another podcast of We Infuse, where we aim to take the confusion out of infusion. So hopefully... Those of you listening are a little less confused today. If you want to contact us, definitely visit weinfuse.com. Other than that, we will catch you in the next episode. Mm -hmm.